0: You're tuned in to In the Know with HLSCC, a podcast series that keeps you in the know of all things happening at the college. How do I use my associate's degree? How do I use my certificate? What's happening around campus? Find out all you need to know and more with conversations and updates from faculty, staff, and students with In the Know. Hey guys, you're tuned in to In The Know Podcast with HLSCC. I'm your host, Bria Smith. This is a platform where matters related to the institution are addressed and highlighted, and we take a deep dive into student life, providing you with tips for surviving college, Virgin Island studies, and lots more. On this week's episode, we sit down with Acting President Dr. Richard Georges as he takes us through his journey through the years and tells us what's next for the institution. Additionally, the acting president delivers a statement as it relates to the coronavirus COVID nineteen. Now, it's time to get in the know. Welcome, Dr. Georges.
1: Thank you, Bria. Happy to be here.
0: So, I want to begin with this success story, starting from a student to a faculty member, and now serving as the acting president of the East Liberty South Community College. Take us through that journey.
1: Okay, this feels kind of like a the where are they now kind of <laughs> uh, feature. Well, um, you know, so I turned up at, at the college. Um, must have been about 15. Uh, I won't tell you when. <laughs> uh, and, and I, you know, I, th- I think I had um, what was for me a transformative experience in terms of what was possible for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, what you know, what, what, what I could make of myself. You know, I had a number of very good instructors and advisors that really, you know, built a, a solid foundation for me. And so uh, people like uh, Dr. Almey O'Neill and Dr. Salvador Smith in particular. And then later on, you know, uh, Keith Kayser, he was still in the, the math department. Uh, some would remember the Challengers, and, and other, other people who passed through the institution. Mm-hmm. And I, I think um, when I graduated, I, I wasn't quite sure yet uh, where I would go, what I would do. So I actually um, got a job at the college for a year working in the desktop publishing department. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was working alongside uh, Tamara Davies, um, you know, who was, you know, I think she was at the, went to the Pratt Institute. So, you know, really, really, Good um, art education, and I was able to kind of understudy her and develop some materials for the college before I went off eventually to, to study. I went to study English and and art, and uh, ended up returning in two thousand four. I was still sort of attached to the desktop option unit, but I also um, um, taught under that uh, competition one and two, and then. Went back to school, uh, did my masters, came back again, um, and then that, that's what really when my my full-on teaching career, uh, you know, began. And so I, I think it, it was sort of like a, a coming home in a way. But I, I don't think I ever really left because yeah, even throughout my uh, tenure abroad at school, I would return in the summers. And I'd usually work with the IT department and we basically did whatever needed to be done. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I was pulling ethernet cables to walls. Sometimes it was designing, um, you know, the website or internet sites or publications. We just did whatever needed to be done. And it, so we weren't as large an institution back then, but it was, um, um, it was quite an exciting place to be because it was a period of expansion for the college. You know, we opened up the... Um, the Centre Center, and the auditorium, the Marine Center. Um, so it was all a very exciting time. I, I, I think um, that we, we are moving again in that kind of direction, where we are looking towards a, a period of development of particularly of new programs and a sort of new um, outlook for the institution moving into the future. Um, yeah, so then by about twenty fifteen, I believe I became a head of humanities. I started taking on more of an administrative role. Uh, from there, um, for a year, I served as director of institutional advancement, and then late last year, I became the, the vice president. And now I'm acting, you know, in the, the president's post while maintaining the portfolio of the vice president. So it's. It's, it's been quite some time of you know working throughout the institution and now I have an opportunity to, to serve in this capacity.
0: What's interesting though is how your journey has actually become so significant to where HLSCC is going today. And because you've had the opportunity to serve as a past student to serve as a faculty member, a head of a department, you have seen the ins and outs of the institution. Mm-hmm. And it makes me question, what do you wish to see next for faculty self Community College?
1: I tell people often that, you know, Billy Lettson, who's our head of IT, I often say to him that the potential at the college is maddening. You know, it's all these different direction of the institution could go in, Um, you know, and I think it's going to be up to us now to kind of um, distill all of those potentialities into uh, as much as possible a singular path Mm -hmm. that that, that we feel or that we believe is um, the most productive, progressive, and suitable and appropriate one for the institution to follow. What's next for HLSC in, in in a word um expansion? Um I think for if, if I can be frank, I think we we have to start looking up you know past our shores and we have to start looking at um, developing meaningful opportunities for our both our students and the citizens of the BBI in industries that you know may not exist yet, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's not good enough to look at, at what has gone before in isolation. We have to be abreast with what is going on in the world right now and, and, and trends both in higher education but in also um, global politics and global economies to figure out, you know, how best can we prepare our students for that and, and to meet the needs, you know, of this territory.
0: Absolutely. Um, what I also wanted to ask, because in our previous interview we've had, we spoke about partnerships, and H. Levity South has seen a number of partnerships over the past year. They, I feel like the partnerships have increased significantly. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about some of those partnerships.
1: Well, uh, that's, that's a deliberate, uh, very, very deliberate strategy, because, you know, if, if we can be blunt, you know, we don't have an unlimited you know, budget, we don't have the kinds of resources that you would see at private private liberal arts colleges in the States, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a relatively small um, economy in, in, in the global scale of things. So therefore, there's only so much that we can expect um, government could, could, could uh, to subsidize or to cover. Mm-hmm. So at the same time, we, we have a, a responsibility to our students, to our, 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 um, to our territory, to facilitate as much as possible the kinds of training experiences we, we need to, to build the BVA. So if we are unable to you know, source the expertise and, and the funding through our own ranks, then it makes sense for us to look at our network of relationships and to seek to create relationships where they don't exist. To help facilitate those things so for example you know um, we, we have a, a very recent um, agreement with johnson and wales mm-hmm. which facilitates not only the transfer of students after they finish the college but also it, we we are able to tap into some of their expertise in the hospitality and culinary education space for our hospitality and culinary programs you know so our culinary program is, is going to become um', um it's going to be adjusted in, in, in some ways to um, you know to, to, to try to keep up, like I say, you can see with uh, um, the trends in that space and you know Wales, we can access that expertise, you know for free through, a, through this agreement as opposed to having to hire some expensive consultancy or consulting firm to come and do that for us. Um, in the same manner, um, you know, we don't have the accredited and certified expertise on island to deliver solar technical training. Mm. We know, So, while, while there might be companies that, that provide um, solar installation services, you know, we wanted to have a partner that had um, NCCER accreditation, which is the National Council for Construction Education and Research. It, it was very important for us as a accredited institution, if we want to develop a program um, to do something that prepares students to be internationally competitive. We wanted to make sure that we have an internationally competitive accreditation and certification. So that having NCCER accreditation um, was a must. And the other part of it was that they had the relationship with the North American Board of Certified Energy Practitioners, that they had that relationship with them so that they can offer, you know, those certificates as well and prepare the students for those exams. So, You know, everything that we do, we want to make sure that it's not just necessarily the easiest way to get it done, but it's the way that offers the best possible value to a student. So in in the same fashion, we are engaging with the American Hotel and Lodging Association through our hospitality program to certify our hospitality program through them as well, so that when the students come to HLSEC, Yes, you get your HLCC diploma, but here are these other international certifications that you can take on the road as well.
0: That's wonderful and that's a lot of great news for those students who are interested in those fields because these partnerships are what what's going to help them build their educational background. Is there anything else you would like to share with us?
1: Um Yeah, I mean this is our 30th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's I think it's a, it's a considerable um, achievement for the college I think that it, it was, it's a considerable milestone mm-hmm. yeah, for the college and I think it's a great opportunity not just to look back and to celebrate you know the journey yeah. that we have traveled but also this opportunity to look ahead and figure out you know what the next steps might what the next 30 years might look like and I think that conversation, isn't one just for the college administration and the board. I think everyone, you know, is, is, a, is a stakeholder in this institution. And I think when the college does well, you know, there are positive ramifications for the territory. Mm-hmm. So I like to encourage everyone who is connected to or interested in the college, so, you, know, you know, to reach out to us, um, to, you know, you can post messages and questions to our inboxes and various social media or email. Um, you know, I, I think it would be good to hear from the community in terms of, you know, where they see us going next. And I think there's a more formal process taking place. We're currently beginning um, the process of our next strategic plan, as well as a... In, I guess you can call it a business plan as well for the institution. So those two things are taking place um, to inform um, primarily the next three years or so, twenty twenty one to twenty twenty four, would speak to a larger, you know, vision, a, a more, a, you know, a further horizon for the institution and, and what it can be.
0: Well, what I'm going to do is make sure that we sit with the right people and get some more information Mm -hmm. on the 30th anniversary so that Mm -hmm. the public can be more informed on how they can get involved in the discussion or just in the spirit of 30 years and beyond. Oh, can I
1: plug the anniversary book? Of course. Yeah, so we're working very hard on a 30th anniversary coffee table book. Mm -hmm. It's going to be primarily a, a book of photographs. The institution over the past 30 years it, there will course be some uh, text in there you know um, really speaking to the history of the institution and all of those people who have contributed to its growth and it, its sustenance but um, I'm very excited about that um, we are going to launch it in August mm-hmm. alongside the relaunch of our you new know, the launch of our new website <laughs>
0: All good stuff for the college and is also the 25th, I think it is, anniversary of the passing of whom this institution is named after. So Mm -hmm. all good timing, all good information, Mm -hmm. all connected. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Dr. Georges, for joining and taking a deep dive into (laughs) the college.
2: Good afternoon, HLSCC family members. This is Dr. Richard Georges, the Acting President. The College has been monitoring and evaluating all developments related to the novel coronavirus COVID-19. As stated previously, our overarching concern is the health and safety of our students and employees. At this time, there remain no confirmed cases in the BVI, but there have been some recorded in Puerto Rico and Saint Martin. In light of the daily evolutions of this growing pandemic, HLSCC is implementing the following measures. Effective immediately, spring break is extended for all HLSE students until Sunday, the 22nd of March, 2020. By Monday, the 23rd of March, the college will be transitioning classes to online learning. Full-time faculty are expected to report to work on Monday, the 16th of March, to begin the process of online transition. Adjunct faculty should speak with the heads of department for support in doing the same. Students should take this time now to ensure that lecturers and advisors have their contact information in order for them to be contacted over the course of the next week about plans for the continuation of classes. The college will remain open during this period and employees will continue on their regular schedules. The college fully intends to complete this semester and provide the appropriate resources for faculty and students. We thank you for your understanding as we all face this unprecedented challenge. Next week, we will provide more information and guidance for students regarding classes. We understand this transition to online learning will present its own challenges, and we do not take this decision lightly, and will provide every student the opportunities and resources required to continue their education. We ask that you continue to exercise due care and utilize the advice of public health authorities. This is a unique challenge to our way of life, but as we have continued to prove over the years, ours is a resilient and the community. Thank you.
0: You have been listening to In The Know, a podcast that keeps you updated and informed of all that's happening at H. Lavity Stout Community College. I've been your host, Bria Smith. Stay tuned for next week's episode with Dr. Liana Jarecki as she provides us with an update on the Marine Studies Program.